in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top Ten, I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, apparently sitting in a black cauldron of a room. <laughs> What's going on over there, guy? Dude, I have so many lights on, and this is the best it's going to fucking do. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I have work floodlights against the back wall. Wow. And I have a massive light in my <laughs> face right here. You can see the back of it right there. And... It's pitch fucking black in here, apparently. You're not going to hear that. You don't want to hear this from me, but you got to buy some ring lights and a camera. That's a freestanding camera, Matt. Forgot we've been doing it's, this for two years now. Come on. It's not, it's not that. It's because the wall is so far behind me that the light can't bounce back. Oh, right. And then the ceiling is already dark. So there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Trust me. Yeah. I have tried numerous lighting <laughs> configurations. Well, I we put can those- see you. We can see you. The back, maybe not so much, but you're, you're yeah. in the light. Yeah. So, you know. No, I, I've tried those work floodlights. I put them on my desk. Oh, yeah. And then it just makes behind me pitch black. Mm. And I am like this bright, shining sun right in the middle. I was like, well, that looks fucking strange. <laughs> I've tried them all. And I've tried uh, it all, ladies and Not unless I put a fake wall behind me. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let's not so, waste this banter because this banter should be for our main show. We're going to talk about sure. – we've got here – we're here with the Topic Thunder. Well, the way Topic Thunder works is that uh, we uh, get questions, co- uh, comments, uh, and queries from you all at the $5 and above level on our Patreon. If you're not a member of our Patreon, go be a part of that. Patreon.com slash the top 10. If you're still – and if you're listening to our show, if you've been listening to our show for years and you're still not a Patreon, at least at the $5 level, what the hell is going on? Come on, give us some love. We've been giving you so much entertainment. It's the price. It's half the price of a Taco a Taco Bell meal now. So for God's sakes, you can afford it. It's one price of coffee, for God's sakes. Anyway, you yeah, all most say- people use a cup of coffee, gallon of gas, gallon of milk. But your point of reference is a meal at Taco Bell. Yeah, because it's half a price, half of a meal, half of a meal. Because the price of gas is no longer a gallon; it's more than five bucks now. So I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the price of a gallon anymore. Well, but yeah, by us. Yeah, by oh, fair by us. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we we don't read them ahead of time. We just answer them here on the show. And I think Matt starts us off this week. Matt, what do you got? Uh, first one comes from Charles Kim, and he says, "Hey, Matt and John, I took a seven month break from being a patron, apropos, oh. but I'm back now at a higher tier. Even oh, thank you." Your shows give me so much joy each week. Thank you for everything. Now, here's my question. Mm. I recently caught up with my blind spots in the filmographies of Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Parenthetically, Inherent Vice and Jackie Brown, respectively. Both men are such auteurs, but in your opinion, who has had the greater apex since both men can lay claim to having created some all-time classic films? Wow. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Sincerely. Charles Kim, and then sincerely, Charles Kim. 
for some reason, there's the postscript there twice. Charles, you've already got a signature. <laughs> Why are you adding another signature? They just want you to know <laughs> this is very sincere, and it's also from Charles Kim. I like that it's Charles E. Kim or Charles Y. Kim. Uh, anyway, um, Matt, this is a tough, tough question. Excellent question. I don't know that I've seen a bad Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah. Uh, So for me, it's weird because the apex, I mean, when you talk about the apex, you're talking about the great, who's the, which one had the greatest film between the both of them? It was what I imagine he's trying to say. Who has had the greater apex? And certainly Paul Thomas Anderson, people would argue that There Will Be Blood is a classic. Certainly me and you would argue that. Mm-hmm. But is there a classic necessarily in that form in the world of Quentin Tarantino films? And I don't know that there is, even though Pulp Fiction you could argue is a classic. But it's so dirty and bloody and gory and full of cuss words. I don't necessarily see it mentally as a classic. But I don't see anything that Paul Thomas Anderson did that has the independent vibe after Heart Eight that all of Tarantino's films seem to have. So it's a fascinating question to answer. I, I mean, I don't, I think it's all perspective. If you feel like the greatest films overall without a bad film, then certainly Tarantino's at the apex. But if you feel like overall in terms of belonging with the auteurs like Hitchcock and like um uh, uh Kurosawa and Wells and all these other people I think Paul Thomas Anderson is more of the apex uh, what do you think as far as moving like public opinion and whatnot it's Tarantino because when another Tarantino movie is coming out everybody is at least discussing whether or not they're yeah. going to go see it and whatnot whereas Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't have that same effect mm-hmm. so for the average, you know, cinema goer, I would imagine Quentin Tarantino was the runaway winner on this. Yeah. The high watermarks for me, though, uh, go to Paul Thomas Anderson. He's got a couple that I just absolutely adore. Yeah. And Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood and The Master. I think all three of those are classics to me. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, but you know, Tarantino can binge genres, whereas Paul Thomas Anderson kind of has his lane and he stays in his lane. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that lane, but he doesn't really deviate too much. You could somewhat say that about Tarantino because it's a lot of, uh, you know, violence, yeah. even though I don't think it's gratuitous personally because I think it mm-hmm. aids the storytelling. Yeah. But usually there's a tremendous amount of violence and fast talking characters and interwoven stories. And he's got his, you know, uh, uh, lane as well. Yeah. But because he does a war film and then a, Samurai infused film. Yeah. And then a, you know, he keeps genre bending. Yeah. Over and over and over again. I think he's got more of a mass spectrum appeal. Plus on some level, that's kind of harder to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, uh, whose filmography were we talking about last week where it was just like project one is completely dissimilar from project two, which is completely oh, dissimilar wow. from project three. And you're like, man, this guy's filmography. It's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. But there was like seven different genres. Oh, it's a, was it the guy that did Fright Night? Yes, yes. Craig Gillespie. Yes. Craig, yeah. 
Right, right. You're like, it, that's tough to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because usually just like, I'm really good at this. Yeah. And then occasionally venture out to do other things, but I'm really good at this. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think, yeah, Quinton's got more hits. Right. But for me, Paul Thomas, you know, moves the needle as far as engrossing cinema that just tells a simple story. I think you're, I think you're right. And Cause I mean, Paul has, there would be blood, obviously. Um, but you go back to what Heart Eight is the last time I think he really did an independent film, even though you could argue Boogie Nights has independent vibe to it, but it's so epic in scope. It doesn't feel like an independent film, in my opinion. Okay. And then Magnolia is massive. The thing with him is that he takes huge swings. Mm-hmm. And I think with Tarantino, I don't know that he takes huge swings. He's just so gifted and good at what he does. And so the genres don't ever seem to really change, as you said, Matt. The dialogue is incredible. The vibes are um addictive when he gets them right. <clears throat> and even with Jackie Brown, who you could argue is probably his less least heralded film. Sure. The dialogue within Jackie Brown is phenomenal. I mean, that's there are acting classes all over that uh, movie in terms of the writing and the performances of the actors in those scenes. Um, but with Paul, you know, Punch Drunk Love is his way of kind of deconstructing the romantic comedy and putting it back together. Um, there will be blood, the exploration, essentially a new citizen Kane, the master, uh, you know, um, imploding Scientology, uh, inherent vice is his worst one. Uh, although licorice pizza gives it a run for its money, in my opinion. Um, so it's fascinating and both of them take their time. They don't run out with films every year. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting comparison that I never, ever, I don't remember ever thinking about trying to compare those two filmographies because I see that I see them as just two completely different filmmakers. Tarantino chases the, I don't think Tarantino chases the Oscar. I think Tarantino thinks he deserves the Oscar for everything he does. Whereas I think Paul Thomas Anderson chases the Oscar and adheres to his own um, drum, his own drum beat. And I appreciate that. And he's more of a classic filmmaker, whereas Tarantino is more of a blue collar filmmaker, so to speak. And I appreciate that. So, yeah, I might have to agree with you. I think the apex, I think I'd have to veer over to Paul Thomas Anderson as a better apex. But if we're talking influential, as Matt said earlier, I agree with him. I think it's Tarantino has been the most influential or more influential than Paul Thomas Anderson for sure. I know you, you compare the two. It's like Tarantino revved up and hit a high plateau and doesn't yeah. deviate from that plateau. And Anderson's are spikes and, and troughs just up yeah, and yeah. down, yeah. depending on, you know, what resonates with you. Whereas I think if you like Tarantino, you're more than likely going to like his next movie. Whereas Paul Thomas is still like, well, you may, may or may not like this one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still going to keep trying and putting out. Uh, Cause I know some people didn't like Phantom Thread. I enjoyed that. Mm, me too. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's of the same caliber as some of my favorites of his, but at the mm. same time, I love the master and I most, a lot of people that I know found it boring and <laughs> pointless. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you could say that about a lot of movies, but I, 
understand when you walk out going, well, what was the, the overall point? What am I supposed yeah. to be left with? And be like, yeah. well, that's kind of up to you on some level. <laughs> it's, point, yeah. yeah, it's a sliver of this guy's life. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's definitively trying to tell you anything. Yeah. 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 And it's, you know, I let certain directors do that because they do it so well. Yeah. That I don't give a shit that I walk out having questions. Yeah. And there's no resolution. Whereas Tarantino, there's a resolution. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's a resolution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Good. third act has a finality to it. And we're, you know, mm-hmm. this is traveling somewhere to a destination. Whereas yeah. Anderson's is more like, well, you know, get off the ride wherever you like. <laughs> you can get back on right. the road. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there will be blood is one of the few where it's like, that's got a clean resolution. Yeah. Movie has. Yeah. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. Um, all right. Great stuff there. Thank you very much, Charles, for that question. That was a fucking great question. Um, I hope that challenges some of you all who are coming up with questions. Those are the kind of questions that are really fun to read. I mean, they're great stuff. All right. This one comes from Drake Fromsdorf. I hope I'm saying that right. Hey guys. Hope all is well. Love listening to you guys every week. A couple questions. With Michael Mann returning to the world of crime, sorry, with Tokyo Vice, what other directors would you guys like to see do their own show? Example, Martin Scorsese in crime or some weird Tim Burton nonsense. My pick would be some sort of sports limited series from Gavin O'Connor. That's the guy who did um Warrior. This I've been meaning to say for years. Where's a Leonardo DiCaprio top 10? Wow. One of the best and my favorite. He has over 40 movies to choose from. That's fair. I'll be delighted the day you do a Leo episode. Also, I feel both John and Matt's pain as their NFL teams go through a rebuild. I've been a lifelong Titans fan. There were some pretty rough years, but things have turned around since Vrabel took over. The Chiefs and Titans have six consecutive winning seasons currently. They are always slept on, though. Anyways, thank you guys for your content every week in this crazy world. Take care. The Chiefs aren't fucking slept on, unless you're saying that's that is only in reference to the Titans, at which point yeah. I my brother's a Titans fan, he's got season tickets. Uh yeah, they don't get the national media respect. Because they don't win. Precisely. They they get in the playoffs, but they don't but they always They were the number they were the worst number one seed I can remember in a while. Yeah. And uh They choked yeah. out. Well it's just when you're watching the games, it's not like that you're blown away by them crushing teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just manages to, to beat, but I didn't watch every game. So yeah. of theirs, uh, I watched a fat fair number. Yeah. Look, but anyway, Ryan Tannehill ain't inspiring you to shit. Like he ain't Patrick Mahomes and he ain't, uh, Joe Burrow or, or even Justin Herbert. Like he's a, He's a good version of Alex Castle. He's a better version of Alex Castle. That's what I think he is. Um, and so, and so he's never going to take you to the heights of a Super Bowl. He just isn't. And he's not even like the, for Brad Johnson to go to a Super Bowl and win it over Rich Gannon. Those are, that's where Ryan Tannehill, that's the bloodline of Ryan Tannehill. That's the kind of quarterback he is. Sure. He, is he is a Rich Gannon. He is a Brad Johnson. He's, un, you know, it's just unspectacular, does what needs to get done, has the occasional game where he throws for over 300 yards, but he's not going to win you the fucking Super Bowl unless you're playing another Ryan Tannehill type in the Super Bowl. And those quarterbacks are rare nowadays in the NFL. So, um, yeah, there's only a handful. 
Yeah, that's why you're they're all to. situated in the AFC by and large. And I would argue the Titans don't get slept on. The Titans get properly evaluated, and the Titans validate that evaluation by blowing it every year in the playoffs. And I think only making it to one AFC championship under Vrabel. So, you know, putting it out there. Anyway, that's not what uh, Drake wanted to ask us, Matt. He wanted to ask us about what other, what other directors would you guys like to see do their own shows? Do you have a, another well, director? I got to be honest. Uh, I'm looking forward to Tokyo Vice. Oh, hell yeah. Great trailer. I hope it's good. Um, cause you know, we've been watching a lot of, uh, dropout and we crashed and oh, yeah. stuff like that, which are really good. Yes. But I could use something that's completely fictional. Yeah. As so opposed to horrible people doing shitty things <laughs> and it being true. You're like, ah, oh. yeah. Oh, at least with Theranos, like I, I genuinely believe on some level she was trying to do the impossible. Okay. Misguided and pushing the problem into the future and saying we can figure it out. We can figure it out. I think there is a sliver of her mm-hmm. that genuinely believed that was possible. How much of that sliver is? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we crashed up, you know, it's as many has been released at this point, four of them or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, they seem like weirdos. Anyway, I, I, I like, you know, I'm reviewing we crashed, uh, for the Hollywood Critics Association. I, I'm hosting the review show. I drive up to LA every Tuesday to record it, um, for the last few weeks. And I like the show. I like what Leto is doing. Uh, I like Anne Hathaway's thing. Um, but, I finished all of Dropout because I got the the things early. That's a fucking excellent show. I, and I and I was late to it, man. I was four weeks in before I started watching it, and mm-hmm. I just ripped through in two days that show with uh, with Lindley. And um, it is good. Um, we crashed is good too, but for different reasons. Um, and I I don't know if I want to see Inventing Anna. She loved it. She tore through it in, in uh, a day or t- in a two or three days. It sucks. Yeah, really? Okay. It sucks. We watched two or three of them. Okay. I like Gardner a lot. She's amazing on Ozark. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, You can see, uh, basically, this should have been on ABC. Oof. Oh, Oh, it's like that? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is a Chandra Rhymes, this should have been on ABC vibe to it. Coming up after Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna for a half season and then it's over. Because <laughs> they keep <clears throat> over those two, three episodes. That's all I saw. So maybe yeah. it gets really good at the end. But they're drawing it out and just yeah. like, I don't give a fuck about anything. And I already knew the story. Um, I read along in articles like once a, uh, I had a New Yorker subscription at the time. So mm. it came up there and started following, uh, along there. Sure. Uh, and I just don't, I don't care. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought it was terrible, but once again, only two to three in, but I devoted two to three hours of my life to it and, uh, yeah, wouldn't do it again. Wouldn't recommend it. Fair enough. Um, but upcoming, I mean, that's interesting. What other director? Cause like if Scorsese do, does it, how much is Scorsese actually going to be a part of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Whereas Tim Burton, I could see him really getting invested. Well, he's doing the um, Wednesday Adams series that's coming, I think, to Netflix, uh, which is based on the Adams family stuff. He's directing it or or is executive producing it. So he's involved in that one. 
Um, I would love to see Spielberg. It's been a while. Like Amazing Stories was the last time Spielberg, I think Spielberg was really dialed into a TV show. And they did the reboot, which I'm sure he had something to do with or was executive producing. But like, I would love to see a Spielberg, uh, a directed, um, uh, TV series to see what he would do with it about America, about Americana, about like the kind of like the super eight vibe where it's a bunch of kids getting together to create movies or to get into stuff in the world. And just kind of see what his point of view is on it. Because West Side Story was the greatest film he's done since uh, Schindler's List, in my opinion. And I think he might be entering, as is, he's in the tail end of his life, possibly, um, a new renaissance as a, as a filmmaker. And so I'd like to see what he would do with it. Um, I think a Guy Ritchie British gangster TV show would be fucking awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, although I can't imagine at this point Guy signs on for it. Although I like the idea of it. It would be really good. I just yeah. – uh I'm sure he doesn't want to be known for one thing only. <laughs> well, I'm not saying he is because he's Aladdin. got Sherlock. Yeah, and he did Aladdin. He did Aladdin. Aladdin did really well, but I don't know anybody that has an Aladdin conversation <laughs> ever. Yeah, Richie, yeah, right. yeah, if it's Guy Ritchie coming up, you're talking about – British crime more than likely. And uh, I would imagine, you know, quite a few people don't realize that he did Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. True. And they're even doing the third one and he's just EP in it. He's not yeah, directing. Not directing. Um, <clears throat> like what can we come up for, for Spike Lee or Denny Villeneuve? Mm, Spike Lee could be really interesting. I mean, yeah, I would love to see like a inside man, 25th hour type of Spike Lee thing. Right. Right. He's supposedly working on a sequel to inside man. So okay. bringing Clive Owen out of the wilderness and maybe figuring something out for that. But yeah, I mean, a, a, a sequel that's an HBO limited series of HBO max limited series of an inside of the inside of inside man, that could be fun. Nick seeing his yeah. um, exploration of what it would be like now in 2022. Um, yeah, yeah, they've, they've got like money heist and Netflix and yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. So just draw the heist out over six episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. I can't imagine Tarantino doing it. No. I think if IFC was still fully around in the way that it was back in the 1990s and early 2000s, I think that could be a fun place for Tarantino to do original content, like a 10-episode series about something, you know. Uh, and that could be where he goes, to be honest with you. If he's done making films... Don't be surprised if like, you know, five years from now, Tarantino becomes this like producer of, uh, TV shows for, and writer and of these, and director of these TV shows and just makes a living doing that. These really gr uh, gritty TV shows that explore a certain subject that he necessarily, that he wouldn't necessarily have done as a film because he wouldn't have the amount of time to spend really exploring all this stuff. Over 10 episodes, like 10 hours. I mean, I he has done TV, did CSI, did like two episodes of that and wrote a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. But CSI, I mean, I want Tarantino like full Tarantino. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, like he delved into television, just standard network television. Yeah, yeah. He came in and, you know, was able to write a two episode arc. And yeah, I think it was two episodes. Uh, I don't believe I was watching at that point. 
<laughs> by the time he came on. But like, you know, we've seen that David, the David Koresh one with Taylor Kitsch that was really good that series. I mean, something where he's tackling a, a, an event like that that happened in America, his point of view on cult, a cult, uh, TV series based on something that really happened would be so interesting to see his take on it and his point of view on it. I, I think. Um, what about Ryan Johnson? They do like a 10 episode looper. <laughs> that could be awesome. Do the time oh. travel back and forth, doing yeah. all the different jobs and whatnot. Yeah. Seeing more guys come back to kill their former selves. Yeah. I mean, that 12 monkey series went on for like three or four seasons. So I could see, um, him, di- uh, uh, Ryan Johnson dialing into, to a looper, which is a, in essence, a sci-fi series kind of playing with that. So there's a network called sci-fi that he could put it on if he wanted to. If not, something like Raised by Wolves, which really Scott has done on, in, on HBO Max. So I haven't watched that. Yeah. Is that any good? Have you seen it's it? It's okay. It's okay. I, you know, I don't think Ridley's, no offense, but I don't think Ridley's cut out for sci-fi stuff anymore. And it's been pretty evident over the last few years. Well, if kids would get off their fucking phones while they're watching the show. <laughs> Bet you'd enjoy it more. But the last duel was really good. It was, it was damn good. It was way better than I was expecting. That's where Ridley should be. That's the wheelhouse. Fuck the millennials. Fuck if they don't come see it. Do that. Cause when he goes into sci-fi, dude, it really, it's, it's a jumbled mess and it's not fully realized and it's, Irritating to watch because you're just like, this is the guy who did Alien and Blade Runner and. So you want historic period piece only from yes, Ridley Scott? I'd be quite happy with that. Ridley's great at those things. Ridley's so well, then what about a 10, 10 episode series of Gladiator? Oh. Well, I mean, they keep talking about doing the sequel, which doesn't is make weird sense. since he died, but. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're just choosing another individual, which he'd have to do. I think they're trying to say he lit like he ended up living. Nah, see, you can't fucking do that. And what are you going to bring Russell Crowe back? He's too old at this point. And the no irony, offense, is, Russell. The irony is, this guy never existed. That emperor did exist, and yeah, Marcus Aurelius in the arena. He lived a very long life. So, um, just ridiculous that you'd bring back the gladiator who <laughs> who lived. Well, he was the star. So I guess, yeah. And Joaquin had to die because his character was just set up to be pure evil. Yeah. Yeah. I, hopefully they would just focus on, cause that's easy. Uh, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Rome. I've watched that more than once. Oh, dude, yeah. Although season one is vastly superior to season two. I agree. It is. You can tell that they're, they did not expect that show to be a hit. And when it was, they were a little, I think, struggling on how to keep telling this story. Without the dynamic characters, real life historical dynamic characters they had in season one. Um, that's for sure. I'm trying to think of a female director that could be, I mean, Bigelow would be great for like a action show. That could be a lot of fun, like exploring some heist, as you mentioned, the heist thing with Inside Man, but maybe a heist show with Bigelow directing it. That could be cool. Sure. Um, I'm sure Coppola, Sophia could do a really interesting, um, Show yeah. kind of detail the female experience either in the workplace or in the world or, or relationships or, or, or something totally out there like she did with, uh, with a couple of her, uh, like the Virgin Suicides and a couple of her other films that would be interesting to explore. You know, I don't know, throwing it out there. 
Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, she can make a, a good movie on a cheap budget, which means yeah. hopefully you can make a good TV show on a cheap budget. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, I rewatched Power of the Dog again the other day. I like that movie, man. I know some people gave it shit and said it was Is long. Is that Sophia? No, no, but I'm saying. Uh, oh, uh, I'm know, sorry. Jack- Power of the Dog. I was thinking of yeah. Wag the Dog. No, no, like, no. Really? That's, Jesus, how old is she? <laughs> Uh, Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog's not good. I loved it. I don't know, I'll tell you, man. I really enjoyed it. Can you tell me that after two hours and it gets to that ending and that justifies sitting through the monotonous two hours? It did for me. But you know me. I like westerns. I, I like. I like. That's the not even a western. That's not a western. How dare you? It's not. It's totally a western. It happens to be the setting. Happens to be. It's not a fucking western. <laughs> it's a total. What the fuck are you talking about? They're literally doing what guys did in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What but are you talking about. But you could take them out and you could put them in the middle of a city and change their jobs, and it doesn't change the overall structure and arc of the movie. What they're doing is not is not to me what that movie is about. Not it, like Unforgiven. Yeah, uh, is a western because it's a gunslingers coming into town, whatever retribution, uh, all that jazz, and this is just. A very quiet, slow-moving, methodical boar fest. Oh, my God. Wow. It's boring as shit, man. Uh, That ending, uh, it got to the ending, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm never watching this again. I thought it was a good ending. I'm glad it didn't win. I'm glad it didn't win. (laughs) Because I had a lot of questions about that. So, Um, Yeah, Kodo's fine to win. Uh, King Richard would have been fine. Uh, You know, it was a weird year. Yeah, but it was a good year. I thought there were a lot of good movies last year. A lot of yeah, good yeah. Surprise. I just don't think there was a great movie uh, in that mix. I do. West Side Story. But that's my well, that's fine. I haven't seen it. I don't really watch musicals, yeah. so it's not your jam. Anyway, all right. Let's wrap it up there, man. Thank you so much to uh, Drake Fromsdorf and, and uh, Charles Kim. I got to assume we've done it. I'm pretty sure we've done it to DiCaprio, Drake. Yeah, I, I, have we? I, I imagine we have because we're always like. Going back and forth about it. Yeah. I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Just do a general Google search and see if I can find it. Um, He's looking it up, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are wondering. Yeah, I'm trying to. Maybe not. Okay, maybe we have, maybe it's a, well, when we've been, uh, looking at possibilities, maybe we need to throw DiCaprio in the mix. Next time we, we're not sure what to do as a topic. All right. Well, it does, yeah, it just doesn't come up in the first, like, uh, 20 results. Hmm. All right. If anybody's out there who's listened to our show, maybe you can email us and let us know if we've done Tarantino or, or tweet at us and let us know. Sorry, uh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Tarantino doesn't have 10. So yeah. tweeted us and let us know if we have. So there you go. Anyway, let's, uh, we got another show to do. So thank you so much to Charles Kim and Drake Fromsdorf for those questions. You guys are awesome. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're running out of questions. So send in your questions, thoughts, and comments. You know, we can't do topic thunder without your questions, thoughts, and comments. So send them in. A lot of stuff is, uh, people getting back to work. Things are happening in the world of movies and television, sports. Tom Brady kicked Bruce Arians out of Tampa Bay. There's a lot to talk about. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We're open to all of it. Send it in, uh, you $5 and above patrons. You know the email is there. 
on the Patreon for you to use uh, and send us your questions, thoughts, and comments. Uh, Matt, uh, what do we have to say here to wrap up the show? Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Top 10 Show, all spelled out. Otherwise, on YouTube and Instagram, it's forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and the Outlaw Nation on Twitch. All right, y'all be well. Talk, take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Ooh.